Yo, 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 you tuning in to the Notion Podcast. It's your boy Dizzy D Spill here with my co-hosts in the building. Jelani Evans, what's going on? What's going on? You listening to a special episode of Boss Talk. And we sipping a little something, something we ain't going to tell y'all because we don't need y'all biting. Anyways, brother, how you living? Um, I'm chilling, you know. I dig Relaxing, it. I can't complain. How about you? I'm good, bro. I like that hoodie. I actually just Okay Something slight Yeah It's always slight When I motherfucking know That they killing it But it's cool <laughs> <laughs> It's cool It's cool We can say that We can say that Oh uh, man How's your week? Um Tiring But productive I've said that in the past So I'll I'll, I'll take it You know what I'm saying I hate when I'm tired And I feel like I haven't comp- Accomplished a lot Yeah So productive I um you know, I got some some new things in the works with the brand. Had to uh, cut the fat on some um, couple people I was doing business with that, that wasn't really conducting business to my standards. Um, family time, you know, yeah, just you know, tired. I could dig that. You know but productive, I mean? but productive, absolutely. Can't forget that. That's the most important. That's part. the most important. Where if you are tired and. <laughs> You haven't really been that productive Unless you're sick or something like that But you've just been tired from laying around um, Newsflash, that's unproductive Bro, like I wanted to say something to somebody Because I, I was like, what's going on? They're like, I'm tired And I was like, you ain't dead And I thought about it, like, nah <clears throat> That's not true They've been working all week They actually got two jobs now Actually, huh. this was a, It was the first day off That they were kind of like just chilling So they hadn't done nothing Today <laughs> Right right yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah You ain't did nothing Today But you know The week impacts you It mm-hmm. wears on you mm-hmm. So there's that Sometimes a couple of time, A couple of days out the week Ain't enough to recover Because you've just been Going so hard You know what I mean And if you have Interrupted rest Then you can't really say That you've gotten Proper rest Because it's interrupted You shouldn't You know Rest It's almost funny Because you always hear about Like what happens The result of work when it's distracted, but nobody talks about distracted rest. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Distracted. Not even distracted, disrupted, interrupted. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, yeah, that's the worst. It's, you know, ugh. You know, it's funny, though, because uh, talking about the week and work week and the impact, I seen something about California law petitioning to make it an official four-day work week. Oh, my God. And I'm like, damn, people don't even want to work the full week no more, bro. Bruh. Like, like everybody gonna be looking forward to Thursdays now. Well, you know, I'm I'm not I'm a fan of the truth, but the the way it's set up out here, you already know it's they're going to find a way. The truth is, people are already lazy, and I mean, five day work week. I mean, like. Sometimes they say there's not enough hours in a day to get things done, and now you want to cut down the the amount of days that you have to get things done. Well, yeah, I mean when you when you looking at the 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 lazy people because there's plenty of them, you know what I'm saying. But there are countries where people are paid well, people are working less, and you actually get more out of people. Because we kind of we live in a, a society since. Go ahead. What are you about to say? We're also 
talking about people who actually happen to have careers and who who have worked up to that point. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like usually yeah. if you're in a position to only work so many hours or so many days, right, and you get paid a lot of money uh-huh. to execute, right, it's usually because of the work time and energy that has been invested mm-hmm. over the years yeah. to put you in that position you know what I'm saying say um, a doctor a dentist yeah. you know what I'm saying a surgeon you know what I'm saying somebody's like well yeah I only work four days a week three days a week you're like, Yo, how you only work three days a week well you know I've been going to school for the last ten years and I have an AA a BA an MA and some me? of those positions don't even know what eight hours look like because when they are on the clock it's 16 17 hours and then that's another thing yeah. there's you know it's it's about salary yeah you know what i'm saying like you know we talking whole different yeah realm you know what i'm saying we're not talking about nine to five so about third check. or four floor people you looking at you looking forward to that friday because you've been working all week like certain mm-hmm. people like a friday is just another day like i be telling people sometimes like my days run together because as an entrepreneur like i don't run on the same schedule as everybody else yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody, some people might be kicking their feet up on a Saturday. That might be my hardest work day of the week, right? Because a lot more people that I need to interact with and make things happen with are accessible on that day, which mm-hmm. means I gotta, you feel me, apply more pressure to get more done because that's my window of opportunity. Absolutely. So it just, you know, all of that differs on where you're at yeah. in this, uh, I guess, say workforce. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have mixed emotions. I honestly don't think anything will happen. I don't think it'll win as far as in going uh getting a four day work week. But I just know the way big corporations are set up, they're gonna find a way where they're gonna squeeze that fifth day out of you anyway, if not more. Um I, in in a perfect well, I shouldn't even say in a perfect world, but a more productive world, I feel like if 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 things weren't so numbers driven and so Excessive as far as in being greedy, you know, if greed didn't play a role, then I think that most companies, most businesses would understand that they can actually get stuff done in less time. Because I do believe in the concept that if you give yourself eight hours to do something, it's going to take you eight hours to do it. And see, that's why when uh, I talk to people about setting goals, um, putting things into perspective and setting up a game plan, making things happen, putting together an action list mm-hmm. instead of a to-do list. You know, everybody has a to-do list. Action mm-hmm. list has. It don't move unless you take action. Absolutely. So when I talk about people making action lists and putting things together, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I tell them don't put times on it because a time time limits or, you know what I'm saying, like you said, eight hours in a day, but like, you know, you say, oh, I'm going to get this done in six months. Well, who's to say six months can turn into six weeks uh-huh. if you're not consistently working at it and applying pressure uh-huh. instead of being like, well, you know, I got time, so I'll get to it. Because when you set a time limit on it, you either procrastinate because you feel you have enough time uh-huh. or you rush because you feel you're up against that time. Uh-huh. And you know what happens when you rush. Oh, yeah. You, you forget things, you miss steps, all type of things happen when you rush. Quality is affected. And then, like, you know, when you push it off, this is all time that can be used to not only get to it, but perfect it, uh-huh. better it. You know what I'm saying? Then you get down to that last month, that six months. Now you're pushing a hard line, which when now you might be rushing. You went from procrastinating to rushing, and you, you don't yield your best product because of that. So instead of putting time limits or you know time restraints, just say, I'm looking to get this done. And the thing about it is when you start mapping things out, uh-huh. 
which should be in a, some whatever chronological order because you know A, B, C, X, Y, Z. You can't uh-huh. do B before you do A. So you'll notice like the sooner I get this done, the sooner I can get to that. The sooner I can get to this, the sooner I can knock that out. Yeah. So then it's you like know, a treat at the end of it, almost. And the thing about it is like, bro, boom, 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 boom. I said it. A hit here, and you, you know, another hit here. And yeah. You know, you know it, it's a certain level of consistency that actually shortens that time as well. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't get held up on the time. Yeah, I I agree with that because I understand that when when you have a to do list or at you know versus an action list, there's a difference. You know, you can get around to to do lists, and you know, another thing that I appreciate about the concept of action list for you guys that are listening action list is more business related and not enough people consider themselves their own business as far as just being an individual you know you do inventories you know with businesses you should be doing a self inventory aka self-evaluation check you you if you look at yourself if you operate like a business within yourself you'll be shocked at how many things become important and with action lists the things that are dope is that it's all priority Mm -hmm. to-do lists are not always priorities it's just stuff that you need to do do, but action list is all prior it's a priority list i'm gonna throw it i'm gonna take it even a step further because i'm gonna say like this you say about business what about the business of life Yes. So I have an action list and a setup for what I have as far as business and what I need to do as far as life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I approach them both the same way because when you approach life as if it is a business, you mm-hmm. tend to have a little more care and concern about the output, mm-hmm. how you perceive, how you come across. You know what I'm saying? All these yeah. things start to, and then making sure that you're handling things in a timely fashion. Yeah. You're not settling. Doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. dentist appointments, servicing the car, mm-hmm. oil changes. You know, like that's, you know, you might just think, well, that's just regular stuff. Yeah, it is. But on the same breath, handling things in a timely fashion can prevent things later on. We, I said doctor, so we're talking about health. Dentist, yeah. we're talking about my teeth. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the, the, the longevity of my car when we start talking about the services and gas. You know what I'm saying? That you need to get to all of those other places prior. To actually be able to handle <laughs> yeah. the real business. Yeah. You see what I'm sure. saying? And so it's about prioritizing uh-huh. personal and business and making sure that you're doing your best to, you know, actively get to both. That's why I say actionless. You yeah. have to take action. Yeah. You gotta execute or it don't yeah. get done. Yeah. And and that's just gonna compound in other stuff not getting done when Man. it's all when it's all priority, right? It can go one way or the other. You can get it done and, you know. Reap the benefits or you can cut off and, you know, have all your issues compound and be up against the wall. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. And I think that's uh, something that people should focus on more because what happens when you get in scenarios like that is that a lot of times people will get will cut slack for themselves where you shouldn't be cutting any slack. Oh, well, you know, that's just life. You know, some people say, you know, life happened or people will say uh, uh, things happen or shit happens. And it's like, yeah, to a certain degree, but when, when you could have done things to prevent it or you could do things to educate yourself more on how to handle when things happen, it won't be just because what what happens is your subconscious is just trying to give you an answer for why, even when you don't know why that's where shit happens and all that. other Yeah. Excuses, all right? That. And I, and you know, and not to like get at anybody that going through things because life does happen, situations mm-hmm. happen. This is the thing about life, though. Life happens every day. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And if you use life as an excuse, you'll always have an excuse because life happens every day. Every you day. think you're the only person that's experiencing uphill battles, financial battles, family issues and things of that nature. You're not. You're not Everybody special. is experiencing certain things of that nature. Some on the same level as you, some deeper than you. Mm-hmm. So life happens every day, but there's a lot of people out here that are going through the same things or some things that might not might be worse. You know what they're not doing? Making excuses. Yep. They're not complaining. They're yep. getting up every day and they're doing their best to put forth an effort to make a change. Yep. I agree. Life happens every day. Every you day. You know what I'm man. saying? And it's like until you die. Uh-huh. Like I said, like that if you were using life as an excuse, you'll always have an excuse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's one of the, the most critical parts of success. If you if you don't accept excuses, right? Lies. That's why I like the lies that you believe, the mm-hmm. lies that you tell yourself, right? If the more you are allergic to that type of thinking, that type of behavior, the more you'll see things getting done. That's that's the part where people sit back and be like, I don't know how you're able to do it. You know, they ask those, they, they say those statements well, right there. You're already believing a lie about yourself because you're, you're, you're making it seem like that person is so much different than you. And they're really not. As long as you guys have the same physical abilities, there's no, there's no difference. And that's not even an excuse these days because there's people that have less physical abilities and are accomplishing a whole lot. Ignorance. Mm-hmm. And before I go any further, <clears throat> we're all aware of what the word ignorant, ignorance means, but mm-hmm. understand something. It's not a negative word. We use it in a negative sense. Yes, in a negative And it has taken yeah. on a negative tone, yeah. but it's not a negative word. Right. It just means that you don't know. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people lack the understanding. They lack the information. They're ignorant so, to the fact. Boom. So when you don't have the information or you lack that understanding, mm-hmm. then of course, it's easy to be like, I don't see how you, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able. You could if you learned how. You mm-hmm. could if you took the time to understand the process right. or what's needed. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. And so, you know, if you're willing to take the time mm-hmm. to go through the process, and we talked about the process, going through the steps, gaining the understanding, mm-hmm. then who knows what you're capable of? I told you about, you know, saying um, somewhat over a journey I'm going on. Now, as I've deepened my understanding about something that I thought I knew mm-hmm. and not even like, I don't want to say like I, I knew like that, but I thought I knew. Yeah. And I, I didn't have a clue to the extent of what it is and what it could be. Right. But I am taking the time to gain the understanding and go through the process right. so I can gain the knowledge. And that's the key thing right there. You know, when when you hear those type of things of, well, I don't know how or I, how, you know, how much work did you put in educating yourself on what goes into it? I don't want to say the how-to because everybody's how-to is different. I, I'm going to keep it a buck. Depending on who it is and what's going on and your level of execution, I'm going to ask you. I'm yeah. not going to say, I don't, I don't know how you did it. I'm going to say, yo, how did you do that? Yeah. Like, what... Uh, how did you go about it? What was your thought process? Right. right? You know what I'm saying? Like... What brought this about? Mm-hmm. And when you look to execute, how did you go about it? You know what I'm saying? What was driving you while you were executing? Like, what is it you wanted to be perceived? How did you want it to come across? I have all type of questions. Yeah. Before I go do my due diligence mm-hmm. to figure out how it's going to work for me. Yeah. Because the thing about it is your truth isn't going to be my truth. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I can't learn from you and gain an understanding and take notes, but I also need to make sure that I'm doing it for myself and going through the process so I can gain that awareness and understanding and truth for myself because it might work out different for me. Yep. Because that's the thing. 
comparing notes will could possibly get you to all right this is where i needed to be okay i've seen this this isn't in my notes i didn't see this information when i was looking at myself or when i was doing something you know myself my own experience and you put that together who knows what you what you can come up with or how you can face different adversities and different hurdles the uh, objective should always be to gain information uh-huh. insight notes pointers and suggestions always from other people and their game plans to ultimately design your own game plan you should never be looking to emulate or copy somebody else's game plan you see what i'm it saying it never works you should always be looking like because the thing is you can always learn from others regardless of the level of experience uh-huh Something else we've touched on. But regardless on the level of experience, you can always learn from others. So you should always be open and you should always take everything as constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And you should always look to see how you can apply it to make it work for you. Not taking it and making it work because taking it and making it work won't yield the best result as taking it and making it work for you. Mm -hmm. Because making it work for you it's going to mean that you're going to have to, you know, tweak this and twist that and you might need to remove this and Jimmy rig this and boom. It might work out better for you. Right. Because it was designed for you. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly because it's like, um, you know, the co- the copying other people, I think the thing that gets the, miscon- the misconception behind that is that is that you look at people that are similar and it might be a teacher-student scenario. uh Kobe, Michael Jordan, right? But you can still tell the difference between the two. You could tell where somebody had a different strong suit between Jordan and Kobe. And the more you look at that in different professions, you know, or you can even, I wouldn't even say it's a teacher-student situation here, but just uh, friends that happen to be competitors like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. It's the same kind of Learning from each other. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. I'm I'm glad you said Jordan and Kobe because I feel like that's a great comparison just based on the fact that Kobe was a student of Jordan. Exactly. But Kobe was a student of Jordan before he was cool with Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Before they actually had a... And the thing about it was like in an interview, Kobe said it wasn't just about him scoring or him dunking or I was paying attention to how he was getting to the places, how he was getting open, how uh-huh. he was creating space, the footworks. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So instead of just looking at it, say, oh, I want to dunk like him. I want to jump like him. I want to get to the places. I want to create the space. So I'm looking at how he's doing it, the uh-huh. footwork, the timing, uh-huh. the angles, the spots on the court. And yeah. then studying that, getting your footwork down, Figuring out your speed, Mm -hmm. right? Your quickness, how you can make it work for you Mm -hmm. and then making it work for you. And then, of course, you'll see some similarity because, you know, I I took a couple of pointers from his game plan. But this is my game plan. Mm -hmm. You you know what I'm saying? And so, like, yeah. Not to mention modeling something uh, close to what you look like close to see that's the part where I, I do understand when people may take a page out of somebody's book when there's so many similar uh similarities similarities i got you player that you're uh that you're um you're familiar with similarities and, and familiarity almost right 
100%. And then you look at that and say, okay, I could work with this. All right. Now it's not so much about copying. It's about figuring out, oh, that's how they wiggle through that space. All right. Let me try to wiggle through this. And I'm going to try this along the way too, because I already got that, you know, those notes and, and, and those ideas on the way there. Exactly. You know what I mean? And at that point, it, it's not, it's not copying. It's not, you know, trying to, uh, you know, what happens compete. when you do that too. What's that? A higher level of respect. Absolutely. And like just from just from experience, like I told you how, you know, I'm going down this path and I'm learning some new things, gaining some insight and some knowledge. And I look at back on somebody I know, I'm like, I have a new appreciation for what they doing because I better understand it now. Ah, uh-huh. that makes so much. Like at first, I was like, "Yeah, that's cool, that's dope." Uh-huh. But now I'm figuring out and having an understanding of how they're doing yeah. it and why. God, everything it. seems to click a little bit better. Man, yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. Now, when I, now now I want to have that conversation with like, "How'd you? How are you doing uh-huh. it?" You know what I'm saying? Like, because now it's it's. The dots have connected. Yeah, I I kind of have a uh, I have a harsh way of of doing certain things after learning certain things. Like for example, you know when it comes to starting a brand, trying to get people familiar with the brand and the steps, I can honestly say I've gotten a lot of information, a lot of guidance between you and people within within our circle, right? And then when somebody comes along. And they ask me, I don't want to say I hoard the game, but I look at how they approach me about it versus how I approached you guys about it. Because it wasn't just this, you know, I really like this. I bought this. Now, how do you do it? It was time of studying, conversations. What was your adversities? What are the fun parts about it? What are some mistakes that you... Because, see, that's where if that person doesn't understand that you're showing the respect you have for what they do by asking those questions and taking that time. You see what I said by now that I have the understanding Mm -hmm. I'm ready to ask the questions. Yeah. Not prematurely. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because without the understanding, not only will I ask the wrong, wrong questions, I won't have the respect that what is being done deserves. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The right. land that they're in, it, it won't be there mm-hmm. because I don't have that knowledge. Right. When you have the knowledge, you approach things differently. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Think like, if like you ain't never seen a lion before, you you know what I'm saying? You walk up, hey, kitty, kitty. You know, versus <laughs> like you see a lion, you're like, yo, that's a lion, yeah. bro. Like, we going to stay over here behind the fence in the Jeep. Yep. Matter of fact, it's time to go. Um, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, it hits different it does. when you have the knowledge. It hits, it hits a whole lot different, man. And, and, Every, like like you said earlier, everything clicks. You know, you you spend years in your youth of people saying, you know, get the knowledge, read, get the knowledge, get the knowledge, and not everybody takes that serious. I was one of those people that didn't. Well, the thing about it is because um, a lot of people will say stuff, mm-hmm. and this is where I get frustrated with a lot of information people give because they give information without giving all of it. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like they give that you the, irks me they a give lot. you the headline mm-hmm. without giving you the story. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, like I've conversed with people and the first thing that oh yeah, I'm get an LLC, I'm a Woody Woo LLC this, LLC that and I'm like, Why are you getting an LLC? Because I uh I was talking to such such and they doing it and they said I should get one, but the, you, do you understand what happens as soon as you get an LLC? Yeah. Like do you understand that And it's all over the internet, man. Every year you Every have year. to pay a luxury tax. Yep. Whether you are actually producing, making money or not. Profit or not, you... That's irrelevant. <laughs> Yo, Pat, have that bread up. What's the luxury tax? The luxury would be a deemed the LLC. That's mm-hmm. what it is. That's what you're paying. Absolutely. Every year. 800. I have... I went up. I don't check know, this out. Sheesh. I did make an effort to call around and, and, and I talked to an attorney that dealt with businesses and stuff like that. And I that was where I got that same information from. I talked to an attorney and he was like, well... Why do you want to LLC? What, what kind of brand, you know? And then when I broke it down, he was like, "Yeah, you, you you don't really need that for what you're doing, but on top of that, man, you pay you're paying, you know, a luxury tax for it every year." And I think in California at that time it was like eight or nine hundred bucks a year. And think about that as a business <laughs> that's trying to build up and, and come up and put yourself together, being eight hundred dollars behind an eight ball every year when you're trying to make money. Yeah. What? Yeah. And so, you know, it's like giving giving people this information and not giving them the backstories on it that, that really are not backstory, but the rest of the information, like it's lacking. Yeah. And people need to understand that, you know, while we're on the subject of LLCs, like people, you, guys, it's not a uh, it's not a Twitter or Instagram verified check because you have a an LLC. Because, you know, that's a lot of people want to say that or even when people that claim that they're giving you information, you know, you want to make a lot of money to do this. First, you need to get an LLC in it. And that's. That's where I felt you when you were like, yo, I hate when people just give out half the information because you're not even explaining the process of the LLC or the process of every every piece of advice you're giving. You're just saying, go get it. And then by the time these people go get it and they find out the truth that you didn't share, they're discouraged because they thought it was as easy as you said it. And it wasn't. I seen a... um. Earlier this week, I seen somebody talking about, you know, um, how you can make a lot of money through real estate. You do this and get a hard money loan. And as soon as I heard hard money loan, I know I know a little bit of information about that. So I shot it to somebody I know that does real estate. And I said, I hate stuff like this because once upon a time, I was a first home, uh, first time home buyer. Right. And then, you know, she replied back. I was like, yo, that is just there's so much that goes into those type of loans that people don't know about. And, blah, blah. and I'm just like, bro. You find all these people out here, and the thing is, people are so lazy that they won't, they won't, they won't have, they won't due diligence. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen with, with because they're so lazy. So they're going to take the base information that they're getting or receiving mm-hmm. and run with it to mm-hmm. put themselves in a situation where they're either you know paying a luxury tax and they can't get the business up because that money that they should be investing in the business is being paid right. elsewhere. Right. <clears throat> Or they're going to spend money on things that they don't need and they're in a situation where they don't have the funds to continue to produce right. or build. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's a lot of different ways. That can, but, yeah, you definitely have to do your due diligence. You have to do your own research to have a better understanding of everything that goes into it, everything that is involved. To taking somebody else's information and trying to run with it, you're going to trip and fall, and you might not get back up. I think that's what the game is missing the most is this – the way and uh, as well as the details of how information is given to those that seek it. You know, I do believe in the old concept of picking up a book 
and reading a book, but but since everything is so microwave, okay, fine. If you want to be that person to give that information, you probably shouldn't be listing a whole bunch of bullet points as the start and finish line. And you should probably take it one bullet point at a time with how you're delivering your content. So if you want to sit up there and, and encourage people to get an LLC, you probably should do LLC versus a general business license and then break down the pros and cons because so starting prob, a business is so different. So prop LLC, S Corp, C Corp. And I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but mm-hmm. you have to figure out the differences between all of them. Mm-hmm. The pros, the cons, how they work for you, if you even need to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it definitely matters, man. I remember somebody like, yes, yeah, so what do you escort? I'm like, escort? You got 100 plus employees? <laughs> I don't know about? What are you doing? Like, huh? Huh? Oh, you just saying, okay, <laughs> cool. Well, I'm finna go, bro. And uh, that's the important thing about knowing that stuff, because you could be talking to somebody that knows a lot, and you think you're, you think you hot shit. Saying all of this stuff And they're like This person is crazy Happens often I just don't say nothing I just let them talk I'm like man That's lit. That's, that's what's up bro So you finna make that happen huh And that's what I'm talking yeah, that's about that's what they say The more you talk The more knowledge You reveal to the person That has wisdom out So here, Out here with the power moves I see you my guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's horrible Man Hey that's a- <laughs> you stay on And that's you know That's the thing Like I said man Somebody's truth will not be your truth. You definitely have to go through the process yourself, the understanding, the reading, you know, all of that for yourself. And just because it's your truth doesn't mean it's the truth. I got to throw that out there. I'm sorry. It's your truth. It's your truth. That's not the truth. And there is a difference. Facts. But that's the thing about it, though. You know, everybody has their own truth. So, I mean, like, what is really the truth? Oh, man, it's depending on how you do it. So if you're talking about business, right? And somebody is like, you know, this is my truth. And, you know, you know, as far as the way I do business, that's that's legal. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying, right. Like, just let's just cut the fat. Right. Thank you. Let's just cut the trick. Like, yeah, well, I do this and I have these set of books and I do. Wait, you have two sets. You're cooking the books. That's illegal. No, it's my truth. Well, you're lying to the government. (laughs) I don't think anybody's Mm going to care what you're in court. Well, my truth said, well, the law said. Right. Yeah. Now, now look, if your truth goes against the law, then that's illegal. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's some completely different. And you need to rephrase what you say. I'm living my legal truth this way. I don't even say truth. Just say I'm living my way at that point. I'm doing me. Well, do your thing, Usher. I'm doing me. (laughs) Usher bucks are my truth. (laughs) (laughs) That's real, man. You want this 500 not. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, be careful how you live your truth. <laughs> be careful how you live your truth, man. But um seek more seek more information, people. Um seek all information. Like, I mean mm-hmm. question everything. Yeah. I, I you know what, I'm a firm believer in, in questioning the validity of everything, bro, because there's just it's an abundance of information out there. hundred percent. Hundred percent, and it's like you know, and I do feel bad for people that, that do try to seek stuff because in the midst of you trying to search for the right information that fits your situation, you're gonna come across so much. Like even just clicking on an article, and it's like this looks really intriguing, right? And then you click on it, and 
a whole bunch of those pop up, a booty with a bathing suit pop up, some gossip about this person pops up, and it, you think you're clicking the past all that, and boom, something else opens, and it's like you're discouraged at that point. I don't know what it is, but my filter mm-hmm. when I'm searching for stuff is extremely good. I don't know what like think about it. we didn't talk about something and I didn't send you a link and you were like yo how and I, I don't know like my filter is extremely good well then maybe that needs to be a calling you have a, a cold filter because I know when you send me information I'm not gonna run into any pop-ups but if it could be something I'm following that's like solid and then it's like click the click the link to the website and then you right. go to it's over man I'll be it's over and I'll I know they're paying interested. for ads I'd really be interested too Bruh, I clicked on one. It was like subscribe to read the article, and I was just like, "Oh, I don't have money for you." <laughs> like, bro, I, I feel like that about everything. So I just, oh, you want me to pay? It ends here. I'm gonna find an article somewhere for free, for real. But I, I, I mean, you paying for? Inf- I mean, I'm, I'm. We got the luxury of when the internet was still young, and when you clicked on something, that's exactly what. You went to no hassles, no issues, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Those days are over, son. Yeah, I don't think we'll see him anymore. Um, you know what? I would like to talk about something. Transition. Shifting gears, mm-hmm. changing speed. Um, because you're not talked about enough. You said something earlier. You like you said something about a trimming of fat. You know, and I know you're working with certain people and they were not executing in a timely fashion in certain cases or not following through on certain things. Not executing at all. And it was uh, creating hiccups for you that actually pushed times back. And so you trimmed the fat, you've made some transitions, in a sense, so to speak, by connecting with different people. And, uh, it has allowed you to have to shift speeds, correct? Absolutely. <clears throat> and uh, how have you how have you dealt with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how has that affected you? Do you what do you think some of the pros of you changing speeds have been and some of the cons behind it? I feel like what ended up happening first with, for example, I was working with a designer and... We had like maybe one or two hiccups, but those one or two hiccups were big hiccups, right? So on the second big hiccup, I made that decision to be like, all right, yeah, this is it. But the thing is, is me and you had a conversation and, you know, you referred me to an app that I've used many times. But what ended up happening is I I diverged away from doing that um, with really no good reason. Just maybe somebody said, hey, man, check this person out. They're really good. And no different than if I were to reference you and say that, yo, this person knows everything. This is a one-stop shop when it comes to sneakers, right? But instead of you operating the way that you do, you operate the opposite. You're, you know, you're screwing up. You're not doing this. And then now you find yourself in a position where it's like, why did I even go here in the first? Oh, that's why, because I was referred. You see what I'm saying? So getting back on track is one thing. Cause I know a lot of people run into that. They got a smooth program going and then somebody on the outside is like, Hey, I know somebody cause you know, maybe they have good intentions. I know somebody that I can help you this way and that way. And you kind of cutting through stuff. I have direct contact to this person communication, but you're missing all of the things that made it work 
in the beginning, like structure, you know, somewhat of a contract, somewhat of a standard, all of those things are so I can honestly say that that's how I need to operate regardless, unless somebody refers, gives me a reference that's just as good as the situation, which is going to be very hard if they're not using those outlets that I use to execute in business. I don't really see myself deviating away from that anymore, but that's, that's what it used to be. You get what you pay for. I feel like now as you get what you sign up for, because there's so many is is just like the game is oversaturated with all of these different things going on apps and ways of making money. There are things that's just cut and dry. You do this, this is what you'll get. No questions asked, no bullshit because of the guidelines and the standards set on both sides. And I think if you want to get away from the drama, you want to get away from all of the games, that's just the the route you need to go. Now the 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 jacked up part about that is you might be paying a little bit more. And that's what happened with me. I might have to pay a little bit more. I have to might be a little bit more patient. Turnaround times might not be to my standard, which means I just need to uh, create a better action list and time frame, you know, to go with something that I want to execute in the future. But those aren't really bad things. It's just business. You know what I'm saying? That's just how business goes. When you conduct business, everything ain't microwave the way you want it because they want to make sure shit's good on their end so you can't come back later and, and complain about something. You will hope so. You know what I'm saying? Real business, I should say. You will hope so. But, uh, yeah, so, pros and cons, changing speeds. Because, mm-hmm. like, with where you're at with... Uh, the brand and the designing process with you mm-hmm. looking to go back to how you used to execute with finding designers and making things happen. Mm-hmm. You've had to slow down. Yes. To a stop? Slow down. Okay. That's a good thing? It's a good and it's a bad thing. Why? Is it's it a good thing. thing. The slow down process is a good thing because what happens is sometimes people feel like they need to keep going, keep going, keep going, because that's the society. That's what society tells you to do, right? Keep putting out content. Keep doing this. Who, who cares about the quality? You know, no. Sometimes you need to slow your ass down. But in the process, um, when you slow down, if you have that positive energy because you've just been going and executing, um, the risk is the uh, momentum. And sometimes momentum, we've seen it all the time in sports, what happens when momentum slows down or when momentum shifts? I mean, yeah, true. I also feel like depending on uh, your overall game plan, Mm -hmm. momentum may not play a role. Yeah. So you feel like momentum plays a role with how you operate with the brand? Yeah, because of exposure. I one of the things that we unfortunately can't get away from is algorithm. Yeah, and consistent uh content yeah. and so numbers which gives uh higher uh opportunities for exposure. And the fucked up part about that is this is exposure to people that's already should already be tuned in to you. That's the that's the part that's frustrating well, with the momentum process. Due to social media and how the algorithm that you aforementioned is set up, uh-huh. um, the organic reach is very, very small and it's getting smaller because... You're saying so it's not really organic then? 
Well, it is, but the 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 reach it's like organic reach. When you first started, if you had seven hundred followers, mm-hmm. if you post it during prime times and things of that nature, there was a very high chance of all seven hundred seeing your post within twenty four hours, type of thing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you can have an eighth of your following see your post within 24 hours. Uh-huh. If you're outside of the algorithm, if you're outside of the prime times, right. <clears throat> and if you're not paying. Right. And that's the thing, social media is trying to set it up to where to be seen, to be part of algorithm, to have um, that exposure, you have to pay. <laughs> and so if you're not paying, then yeah, you'll post and it'll be seen, but it'll be seen for however long by however many people, which is a fraction of what you're used to because of how our algorithm operates because it's meant to benefit us and not you. Right. And it's, I was thinking, uh, so with you slowing down, did it also give you time to kind of like reflect on things, like kind of see uh, where you can um, fine tune or where you might have missed a step or where you could do things better? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, and me and you, we've had this conversation off air, so it's good to have it on air for, for a change. Being able to slow down um, to fine-tune things is cool. But I think where a lot of people, what a lot of people don't understand being on the other side, being on the consumer side or being on the customer side, that part of the fine-tuning is feedback. So we don't always really need to slow down to get feedback. But it's interesting because when you slow down, And it seems like on the outside that you're slowing everything down when you're really just trying to facilitate things, have a different approach. That's when it seems like the the feedback starts to come like, yo, man, you just got to be a little bit more consistent or, yo, is everything good? Are you done? Or, yeah, because I was thinking of this and I was thinking of that and I just thought about your brand. And it's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So that that's. That's kind of interesting within itself when you slow down. Back after the fact type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you, what do I have to slow down to get the feedback? But there, there is some perks in that because for once you get to stand back and look at what you have, look at what you want and remember where you want to go. Cause sometimes when you do have that momentum and you're feeling it, you, you can get sidetracked because all these different ideas pop up. And you start deviating away, deviating away from and getting away from what the main objective was. Happened which, to me. I told yes, you that. Yes. It happened to me. Yeah. So I get that. I get that a lot. Uh, so, um, yeah, I guess that can be a pro and a con depending on how you operate in that slowdown time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you spoke on momentum. And like I said, I feel like that might be... Depending on how you're operating, it might affect you, it might not. But I mean, like, that also has something to do with you slowing down affects the level of consistency, I guess, from the outside. Yeah, from, you know the, from the outside. Because, I mean, momentum is such a tricky thing. I mean, when you read it in a book, man, it, it, it get, that reading it in a book sometimes will give you momentum. Because, like, oh, man, I'm going to do this when I get home. Or I'm going to do this the first next project or next idea that I have. But... I think the momentum, the right type of momentum is the momentum where you are content with that speed and then trying to um, preserve it, right? 
But just because you're getting you know likes and follows and comments and subscribers and all that other stuff, that might be that might feel good. That's like more of a gratification type of situation. But when things are just at a speed where it's like, this is cool. Like, I know I can build on this and improve from it, but I'm not really complaining about the speed. You know, I think that I think that for, for most of us that are really into this, that's where we where we want to be, where we where we have options to be able to pivot a little bit. Right. So. But it is that that's a tricky word. All in all, it really is a tricky word, especially depending on what what position you're in and what type of business you have. Well, yeah, and that's what I was saying, like, because, you know, like I don't uh, I don't deal with or go off of momentum at all. It's more of uh, energy and vibes with me. You know what I'm saying? Like. If the energy is good, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Like if it comes across or if like. If if I'm vibing in the execution and I'm like, okay, this is going, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it just, so it's it's more about how I'm feeling and, and when the time hits or where I'm at as far as like what I want to do. I don't necessarily look like I got to keep going. They fucking with me. I got to keep making sure I keep, because on the same breath, I feel like um, in a sense, certain things can be viewed as conditional. Yeah. And the way people rock with you or your brand can also be conditional. Yes. And so I don't really, I I don't, I like to be consistent with the brand, but I like to be unorthodox with the way I go about things. Okay. And so with that momentum can't really play a role. I understand that. You see what I'm saying? It's, 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 It's like, you know, I come this way and then I do that. He's like, oh, he finna do that again. And now I do this. Uh-huh. I might never do this again. Uh-huh. I might never go back to that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like trying to, oh, he go, like, nah, I, just, I, I keep switching up. I'm an orthodox. I do different things. I don't look to kind of build off of what I'm doing because if the energy or the vibe that I have changes, I'll drop it. And then if I'm building off momentum and I drop it, also drop the momentum well the unfortunate thing about it and the reason why i say it's tricky is because we don't have as much control over momentum like once upon a time right and the reason why i say that is because look at the times that we're in things are based off of hype things are based off of algorithm things are based off of sheeple all of those things that are giving false indications that you have true momentum. But there is a common theme between all of those things. And what's that? I'm not going to disclose it here with these people. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't give you the whole recipe. I tried, y'all. I cannot give you the whole I recipe. Tried. I give you some ingredients. He's going to give you all the ingredients. He's going to give you a grill he used, but he's not going to tell you where he gets his product. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But that's the thing It's understanding Yes It goes back to doing your research Your due diligence Because yeah. I'm starting to understand that While it seems like It's based off of this This And how mm-hmm. these things go There is Underlying factors Yeah That are tied in And control all of it Yeah we can't give you that one You see, you see yeah. what I'm saying Yeah and So with that being, <laughs> But the thing about it is What's so crazy is It's really simple but it's also 
trying to think of the right words. All right, I'm going to give it to y'all people. It's doing your research. (laughs) There's your hint. (laughs) (laughs) There's your hint. Do your research. (laughs) Nah, it's, it's... it's very cosmetic. I think that's the word I want to use. Okay. That's fair. It's, it's, that's it's fair. Like, like the thing that ties it all is like if you can understand certain things and aspects and the, and the cosmetic part that ties all of that together. Uh-huh. Bro. And the crazy thing is I call it cosmetic because it's fake. It's so much BS. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But that's what... It's an ingredient. Numbers. It's still an ingredient. That's what draws the attention. Yes. That's what will help create the exposure. And what makes it difficult in a sense is that's not how I operate. That's not how you operate. Nope. And the crazy thing about it is there are a lot of people who are unknowingly operating like this because they're looking to be up there. Mm-hmm. As far as influencers uh-huh. and entrepreneurs and uh-huh. those that gain all of these, you know what I'm saying, and the hype and being uh-huh. that realm, and so looking to obtain something, mm-hmm. not understanding that it's all bullshit, mm-hmm. you unknowingly become part of the bullshit. Yeah, yes, you do. And wanting to remain authentic, different, uh-huh. it's hard to even with understanding what ties it all together and cosmetic aspect and all that bullshit it's still hard to transition into that because it takes away from what and who you are yeah. I believe yeah and so um, while I say it's simple uh-huh. it's simple in the understanding pretty much yeah. it's not simple in the actual transitioning or changing of oh it. hell no you know what I'm saying oh yeah yeah for and, sure and, for and sure so, and that's what I meant by that but um bro it's all a bunch of BS like you <laughs> shit's crazy <laughs> it is it, it is it is it, like, it, it, I, it is I, there's certain things I want to say but I can't I can't give away well can't we have hella volumes of, so you know, you know it's bread <laughs> here and there I mean so <laughs> <laughs> Pick up the pieces. Yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, you do. Hey, look. Hey, all right. Look, look, listen. Do your research. Due diligence. Do right? your due diligence. But I'm gonna give you guys an example. Most of y'all have the first iPhone, and y'all still, and you guys own the 13th iPhone, which means they probably could have did all of these things on the very first iPhone. But what? You got a new feature. You kept buying. So we guys, we need you to keep buying, people. We need you to keep listening. But I mean, for the most part, bro, everything that we discussed and everything that we shared. I'm going to say there's a group of people that already understood this before we started talking about it. But I also feel like there's so many people that probably didn't look at it from the aspect of how we're delivering it. You know what I'm saying? Which is why these boss talk episodes are important because sometimes you need filters. Like we have filters on our computers and some of them have them on our phone of things that we don't want to see spam folders. will kind of look at us like this. We're going to give you the raw information and perspective without the BS that you got to kind of filter through to get to it. You know what I'm saying? And, um, that, that it's so important in these times because no matter what you do, it doesn't seem like you can just get direct access to something. It's always a hoop. You got to jump through a hole. You got to fall in and dig yourself out before you get to where you need to go. Bro, I'm like, 
I'm listening to you, but I'm like getting a download of information right now because I'm thinking about some things, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about slowing down, the changing of speed and whatnot. And yeah. If you have a certain level of understanding, a change in the speed can also be time to transition into something different or away mm-hmm. from something. A lot of times when you slow down, it's because you could be coming to the end of that season. Yes. And with that being said, that doesn't mean the end of it all overall, but the season that you're in or the season that that brand is in. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so a lot of times when you're slowing down, it's for you to come into that understanding to start to transition into something different, uh-huh. bigger, or better. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but you also have to be aware for that and open to it. Uh-huh. A lot of times we are working on things, we're building things, and we've been investing in building so long that we don't want to let it go for something better. It, you know what I'm saying? You want to uh-huh. continue to try to breathe life into it and pump on the chest and the CPR and like, nah, it's still got breath, it's still got life. Uh-huh. But who said that it died? Right. Maybe it's just time for you to take what you built treasures into something else and build on top of that maybe that was just your foundation you know there's a lot of good that has came from scenarios like that um and just me having um, a music history and having a love for music that happens every day for artists where they'll have their foundation something that was great and then they move forward and then guess what happens people go back and they have an appreciation for all of that stuff because they decided to switch gears and just, all right, this was done. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it going. It might've just been your incubation stage. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I said, all that just came to be a download, but yeah. So take that in stride, man, because, uh, transitioning isn't always a bad thing. In a lot of cases, it's a good thing. Mm hmm. Um, it usually takes something bad or a hiccup for it to happen. That's why it's looked at as a bad thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, transition is a lot of times necessary as part of the growth. Mm-hmm. Understand that, you know, be prepared for it. Also understand that all transitions are not easy. They're not. No, and no, a lot no. of times we don't get the full understanding of the transition until the transition is fully made. That's where your patience and trust in the process and our skipping steps in the process comes in. Yeah, I agree. And listen, guys, you know, that gym that we don't want to share, this is what it is. We're going to get out of here. (laughs) And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate the people supporting, subscribing, um, giving different conversations for us to talk about. And we still encourage that. But you've been listening to the Notion Podcast special episode of Boss Talk with your boy Dizzy D. Spill and my co-host, Jelani Evans. So until next time, keep listening. And uh, like I said, thanks for the support. Peace.